0: Welcome to Business Unmuted. Uh, this is uh, our, our regular weekly program looking at uh, business and the uh, economy. Thanks to our sponsor Virtue Motors, one of the UK's largest motor retailers, representing some of the world's best manufacturers of cars, vans and motorcycles. You can check out its website at virtuemotors.com. I'm Graham Robb and I've owned at Recognition PR for nearly 35 years. We've got 75 clients in multiple sectors based across the UK who have between them a turnover of approximately £6 billion and employ around 30,000 staff. So we're at the front line of the business community and perfectly placed to discuss the economic climate. Now in the studio today we've got Aman Chalal, CEO at Tapered Plus based in Stockton in Teesside. It designs and applies uh, flat roof uh, and insulation solutions. Aman is an experienced director with more than 15 years experience in the sector. And Pamela Petty is also joining us in the studio. She's founder of Entrepreneurising, which is our entrepreneurising, we'll get the actual title <laughs> right in a minute, which provides coaching, mentoring, and business development support. She's a renowned Northeast businesswoman with more than 30 years experience. And down the line, we have serial entrepreneur and author and business fixer, Kevin Gaskell. He's got many successes under his belt, including transforming three iconic international brands, Porsche, BMW, and Lamborghini. We're gonna start with you, Kevin, because you're down the line, I tell you what, straight away, hold up your latest book, what's it called? Uh, The book is called Catching Giants. Great, that's a great airport read. I can imagine going through airport and buying that. What's it about? It's about how
1: we set the new world record two years ago for the fastest row across the Atlantic, but I've written it as an adventure story on one page. How do you turn a rowing boat over in the middle of the Atlantic and still survive? And on the other side of the page, how many lessons for business come out of it? 80 lessons for business out of how we planned it, how we structured it, how we built the team, and then ultimately how we set the new world record.
0: That's what it's about. Fantastic. Now, I know you own businesses all around the world. You have stakes in business all around the world, quite a few in Britain as well. So I think you're perfectly placed to answer this question. What did you think of the government's measures last Friday that city traders and uh, currency uh, speculators panned? What did you think as an entrepreneur putting your own money into real businesses? Well I think some of
1: the ideas that they came out with were positive. I think where it went wrong was in the in the selling in telling the story. You know you don't make significant change anywhere in any environment and drop it on people's laps and not expect there to be a reaction. Mm. And I think where they went wrong was they were so keen to get this stuff out there, that they didn't frankly uh, communicate effectively with the city or with business leaders or with, with other people. And so it all became a fireworks display of, of critical
0: comment, which was a shame. Now it strikes me that a lot of things happened all at once last week which has left us in the position we're in. This is Wednesday the 28th, we're broadcasting this and if you're watching a recording it's midweek. So first we had last Thursday the rate rise from the Bank of England. People expected it to be half a percent. Uh, that was uh, sorry people expected to be 7.75 three quarters of a percent it came in at half a percent so that was below expectations and and the the Fed in the U.S. put their interest rates up even higher so the bank wasn't very muscular with its interest rate rise then we had the Treasury and quasi uh, quartan uh, stimulating the economy with the energy price cap and the national insurance cuts and the tax cuts and then we had On uh, Tuesday night, we had the International Monetary Fund critical of the tax cuts and critical of untargeted energy support. And all of that resulted in the pound falling and the Bank of England going and having to spend taxpayers' money buying up the government's debt. So do you think that's an unfortunate series of events or is it uh, something that could have been avoided?
1: Well, if you're asking me again, it comes back to the communication mm-hmm. because you've got a complete mix-up between fiscal policy and monetary policy, and it looks as if the government are, frankly, competing with the Bank of England, which mm-hmm. is, which just leads to a loss of confidence, and therefore markets react. And markets will react. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's no point in the government saying um, it, it, it's it's not fair that that uh, traders will short the currency. Of course they do. That's what they do for a living. Just exp- there's, no, there's no surprise there. That, mm. that was going to happen. So I get very frustrated when people think that some kind of uh, package of measures, which is quite a complex package of measures and has a very big impact on the economy as a whole, is delivered within an hour and they think it's all going to be smooth and comfortable and we're going to move forward. Of course it wasn't. Mm. But that's why I think the communication
0: was poor. OK. Well, let's look at the measures themselves. Um, We know what the bank is doing. It's going to end up with more interest rates to tighten the money supply, but the government still wants growth. And it's simulating growth by giving people a little bit more money in their pockets so that they can invest, particularly entrepreneurs, uh, with uh, with, uh, high rate tax cuts. What did you make of the headline grabbing tax cut first, the 45 pence being abolished for 40 pence? Uh, I, I thought it's
1: the right thing to do. Um, you know, there's a, it, it becomes a very emotive subject mm. that people who get paid a lot of money get <clears throat> get a lower tax rate, but hang on, we're all paying 40% if we're in that band. And when you've got the top 1% of taxpayers paying almost 30% of the tax, pay, tax take of the country, yeah. let's not pretend that these people are not still paying a huge amount of tax because they are. Um, if we can give a, a, a little bit of respite, then I do anticipate. Um certainly in my case, I'll be investing my funds into my businesses because my businesses need to survive right now. Yeah. now I've got seven companies that employ a lot of people. We need to make sure those businesses are still there and those jobs are still there. That- so so my focus at the moment is to get through the next six and
0: twelve months in a way that we come out stronger and not weaker. That's absolutely music to my ears, Kevin. We don't often have people on uh, TV defending the, uh, the cut in the additional rate. I would defend it on the same basis. My, my cut in the additional rate of my personal income tax is going straight into my business. We're going to put solar panels on the roof. And I talked this week to 10 people who pay 45 pence in the pound and asked them what they would do with the, um, with the surplus as a result of the tax cut. One person said they'd go on holiday, which doesn't really help the economy at all. One person said they'd buy a car, which could help if it was a British-made car. One person said they'd save it, which sort of sort of helps because it gets invested. But the other seven said they'd do what I'm going to do, invest in their buildings. And that was a quick injection of money into the economy, as far as I could see. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're buying a car,
1: <clears throat> well, you've got about a 12 12- to 14-month wait at the minute for many <laughs> new models.
0: Well, um, well, the tax doesn't come in yet. but no, <laughs> right. Right. Take your point. Right. Well, look, look, Kevin. We'll come back to you in a moment. Uh, Pamela, what, what did you take of? What did you make of the ambition to grow the economy by rejecting orthodox um, policy where you had to pay debts back? What, what's your view on that? I, I,
2: th- I think it's a, I think it's a bold move. Um, I think it's been um, the media have attacked it significantly, and I think that's kind of whooped people up, for want of a better word. Um, against the forty five percent cut, which I'm also in in favour of, um because I think it it will people will invest it um, like we've said. and and the government are also helping people with the energy caps and things like that as well. So we we are re- the government do seem to be recognized and that we've got to support everybody across um the country. But also that the main thing that we do is build a stronger economy and so that we can afford to pay back the debt that, the, the, that we've built up. You know, we've got the pandemic to pay for still, yeah. haven't we? So yeah. I think that, you know, to invest in business is the right thing to do. And, you know, your, your short survey shows that that's what people are likely to do.
0: Well, there were a lot of non-headlines that came into this statement. One of them is a a definite pledge to maintain and enhance the EIS uh, and CDIS funding. Now, you work with smaller businesses. How important is that to you, Pamela? And Kevin, I'll put the same question to you.
2: Yeah, that is, is, I mean, I've I've used that scheme to invest in some businesses and the businesses that I work with, it's vital to them to actually get, to encourage people to invest in their businesses. Because once, you know, I I work with quite a few startups. And once they've maxed out the credit cards, um, then they've got to go a little bit more serious and look for cash to get the business up to that next stage. So that is vital, I think, for for companies to grow. And we we need, we we don't want an economy of of one man businesses and, and huge sort of multinational businesses. We need those. Um, small to medium enterprises yeah. in the middle and, and the and the bigger firms that actually invest and are stronger and are and are there for the long term as well. You know, not just there for for themselves, but there for the long term and leaving a legacy of of, of employed people that can earn money and and look after themselves.
0: Kevin, what do you make of what Pamela's just said? do you use EIS yourself? Yeah, I
1: absolutely do, and we use it to raise money in in our new companies. I've started 15 businesses, I think now, and um, I was at two of them yesterday, and they were both started with EIS funding from individuals, people like you and me who work, putting their own money into a business. And in combination, they're they're about 5-years-old now, those companies, and in combination, the valuation of those businesses right now is about five hundred million pounds Wow. So, we've built two great companies, which employ today collectively about 500 people, and I don't think we'd have raised the money if there wasn't an incentive to individuals to invest in those businesses. I think I think these tax-efficient schemes are critically important.
0: I, I've invested in EIS uh, schemes as well, uh, but r- remind our viewers what is the what is the catch? What not 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 the catch? I suppose you have to keep money in, but what's the incentive? What what is the tax uh, the tax bait?
1: Well, the incentive is that you can claim back. Uh, your, the, the tax on the amount that you put in. So you put in a hundred thousand pounds, you can claim back forty thousand from the government against that. So it, so it, it's a, it, it saves you some money. And, and fundamentally, if you're in, prepared to invest in equity and put your whole capital at risk for at least a period of three years, then the gains that you make normally are tax-free.
0: Yeah, and so that, it's that's an a fundamentally good thing.
1: People to put their put don't put your savings in the bank. Put them into a company, but and this is the bit people forget it's completely at risk you could lose everything i've lost everything in
0: a couple of businesses yeah that's how it goes yeah i, I have as well future energy i remember that one <laughs> one of the first energy firms to go bust but uh, there we are look that, that's very helpful because it does remind us that the government and the bank of england for that matter does have to have an economy that is buoyant enough for people to invest and has an incentive for them to and i think kevin probably Hamley, you might agree with me that The word incentive is sadly lost from a lot of the commentary that I've seen over the last weekend.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, incentive starts to make people think you're giving stuff away. It's actually an encouragement. Mm. It's an encouragement to invest. You know, we've we've gone through Brexit, Brexit happened. If this country is going to be successful on a long-term basis, we have to build small and small and medium enterprise. We have to build small companies. Ninety percent of people in this country are employed in small businesses. Everybody thinks they're in big companies. They're not. They're employed by small companies. And if we don't have an active and an energetic growth in small businesses, we will not have jobs for people. So let's not let's not be envious of people who are
0: investing in small companies to create jobs. Quite right. We should be saying thank you to them. Well, let's let's talk to someone who's doing just that Aman Charal uh, from uh, Tapered Plus now Aman you're based in North East England so you're actually helping levelling up the area because you actually have a business how many people do you employ
3: we've got 22 now Graham 22 mm-hmm.
0: um, now before we talk about the products you have um what did you make of the employers NI cut because the employer it wasn't just about personal tax was it employers got an NI cut
3: it was I think unprecedented times call for unprecedented um, action so reducing NI reducing puts more money in our team's pocket, puts more money in the company's pocket, will stimulate what we, where we need to go. Um, I think it was a bold move, but I think it's a move which will pay dividends and as soon as people start seeing that little bit extra in their slip. I right. think uh, that's when the positivity positivity starts to come through.
0: I must point out to people watching I didn't design this panel for people to agree but you do <laughs> seem to agree that the the, the thing was I right. do and Kevin I do. said it was wrongly it was wrongly communicated and I couldn't agree being in PR and so I don't I don't disagree with you on that uh, and uh, particularly the lateness at which ministers have gone out to defend it on the media as well, but uh, that's another matter. So l- let's talk about your business for a moment then, uh, we'll, we'll flash a bit of the website on while we're talking. Uh, what's it? That, what's this innovative product that you actually sell to people in the property sector?
3: Yeah, so essentially Graham, we, we're a specialist building products company, we design and supply tapered insulation schemes for flat roof, um, flat roof commercial buildings, so you get water drainage plus thermal performance, so two for the price of one essentially.
0: So we're sitting in a building now that has a flat roof it's a bit it's a modern building so maybe we wouldn't need your, your product but it particularly if you had a refurb what, what kind of yeah. building would it work for
3: yeah if it, the, the refurb sector is a big big growing sector for us um, any building pre pre 86 tends to have a zero falls roof so it needs mm. to be thermally upgraded plus water drainage only one to two percent of UK um, carbon emissions come from new buildings so to achieve what we need to achieve um, in terms of thermal performance refurbishment is definitely a a massive growing market.
0: I have noticed that unlike my house I mean the building we're in now is built in 2007 my house is very old but if you had a modern house built after the year 2000 there would be a certain insulation factor in the roof wouldn't there and it does appear to me that in the office that I own the heat rises and goes out through the roof very quickly it doesn't appear to have the same level of roof insulation.
3: No, um, 30 percent of All heat loss goes via the roof, so it's the first point of uh, first point of refurbishment for any serious carbon reductions.
0: So your product goes on top of the flat roof. It does. It has a a little bit of tapering, so the flat roof drains. It does. But what kind of um, insulation factor does it provide? Then,
3: Um, if you look at U values, which is the the thermal performance of the roof, that's improved significantly over the last ten years. In refurbishment, um, it's gone from 50 mil when I started out in the industry to now it's around about 140. Mm. So it's it's had a significant impact and um, it's only gonna go one way.
0: Can you retrofit things on top of it? If you had a, a flat roof with your product on, could you then put solar panels on top of your product?
3: You can Graham. that's where you get the two for one. So you get the, the thermal performance of the roof, you get a new substrate, preferably non-combustible as well. Mm-hmm. Plus you get the thermal, um, effect of the solar panels which creates energy so you've got a passive strategy as well as a proactive strategy so it works perfectly in in both sense
0: and tell us a little bit about the performance of the business recently from when you you established it to current day
3: yeah so um, myself and my business partner Rob Vass we we set up um, around about seven eight years ago Um, we took our parent's ices and threw it into the business and thought we'll give this a go um, we've been growing twenty, thirty percent year on year, and we should be around the eight-figure mark this year wow. for the first time. So it's a it's a milestone for us as a company and a testament to the team behind us as well.
0: Excellent. Now I, I, you, you're watching down the line, uh, Kevin. Uh, that's a that's a northeast success story here in, Stockton it is, just down the road from our studio um, 22 people who've got jobs that wouldn't have you, he didn't get stuck in he's the kind of person I suppose that you were talking about when you were talking about rewarding people who take and risk everything. Yeah
1: absolutely um, I, I, I am all for rewarding entrepreneurs because the entrepreneurs are the people who will, exactly as we have just heard start a business and build a business and if you build a business and provide jobs you're giving back a huge amount to the economy, so I'm, I'm absolutely in favour of, um, of rewarding entrepreneurs. And think- uh, I'm less in favour <clears throat> of rewarding people in big banks who are frankly doing the job they're paid to do, but that's a different story.
0: Absolutely.
2: Pamela? Uh, yeah, I was just going to say that I think entrepreneurs usually aren't motivated by money actually. They're actually motivated by a passion for a, a product or to improve something Um so they, they, they do tend to I, yeah, I'm sure you've got a nice lifestyle and, and quite rightly entrepreneurs should have when they've got a successful business but they do tend to put back into the business and so then there's it isn't just them that benefit it there's lots of other people that benefit and ultimately the government because the taxes and everything else so mm. entrepreneurs are, are that uh, very Unique breed, I think, that should be celebrated and encouraged as, as much as we can because they'll definitely make the economy stronger.
0: And what do you make of the chaos that's being reflected in the media at the moment, Amman, uh, about, about the, about the mini-budget and so on? Is it something that affects your day-to-day life or is it just froth?
3: I think it's just froth, Graham. that's a great word for it. It's, um, it's noise. Mm. Sometimes you've just got to put your blinkers on and think what actually affects me and my business? What can I control? And what's uncontrollable the fact is when this chaos is opportunity mm. so i think every every entrepreneur every business if they look for the opportunity there's growth there
0: one of my great clients I've worked for him for years and he was one of my early clients duncan ballatine uh, and i started working for him in the 1992 recession which was quite deep the early 90s recession and i asked him what do you think of these high interest rates and boy those interest rates are high compared mm. to now and he said a business person that complains about interest rates is like a sailor complaining about the weather. You've just got to get on with it. I'm sure you'd agree with that, Kevin.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I, I always say stop stop looking at the problems and look where it creates opportunities. As Alan just said, where, where are those opportunities? Because turbulence creates opportunities. And there's no point in moaning about what's going on in the market. You've got to react to it or better, frankly, preempt it and adapt your business accordingly. And you know, I've I've gone through I've been running businesses a long time and we've gone through the fourteen um, percent interest rate of the early nineties. I've gone through situations where we were importing product and overnight the currency changed against us by a factor of almost hundred percent. But we were still there. But what we had to do was look at ourselves about how we would react. So stop moaning about it. Let's get on and let's build a great business. That's that's my motto. Let's just
0: let's get on with it. Well, Kevin, that's a great point to leave it. Thank you very much. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Van. And thank you also to uh, Pamela Petty. By the way, if you're watching this and you're watching on LinkedIn, uh, where we do live broadcast, or you're watching on our other platforms, do join the North East and Yorkshire business group on LinkedIn. We've got nearly 14,000 members. You get updates on that. And if you're listening on podcasts, make sure to like and subscribe. Catch you again soon for another edition of Business Unmuted.